Welcome in to another episode of the Bet the Nerds Fantasy Show, Thursday morning, October 1st. I don't know how we are already in October, Will. It just seems like this has been the slowest and fastest year of our lives with uh, the coronavirus. We will have some news on the coronavirus uh, and how it's affecting the NFL in a few minutes. But yeah, we're here in October, week four of the season. We got the Broncos-Jets tonight. That game preview is on the Tuesday episode. Um, That's a little switch up we've done. But I don't think you guys will be watching that game unless you have Melvin Gordon. So um, we're looking forward to Sunday, though. And let's get into some news. Steelers and Titans will receive bye weeks as the game is postponed due to COVID-19. If you had a Steelers or Titans player, it's not the worst thing because they were going to have a bye week in the rest of, uh, later in the year anyways, but you will have to replace them for this week. And um, the other thing is like, if they were going to play Monday night, now you don't have the contingency of playing a Falcon or Packer player. So you just have to replace those guys. I had Johnny Smith in a few lineups. And I had to replace him. It wasn't pretty. I had the Steelers' defense in a few lineups. They've been great. Also wasn't pretty to replace them. What are the implications implications of this for you, Will? Yeah, I have to take out James Conner, unfortunately. He's one of my guys I had in quite a few leagues this year. And a couple of lineups where I had Deontay Johnson in my leagues. I had to take him out. And also Ben Roethlisberger, too. Like I, I was pretty heavy on the Steelers this season. Didn't have too many Titans. Uh, a couple teams had John o. Smith, but mostly had other tight end options on that on those teams, so it kind of worked out. But yeah, it's crazy. Hopefully, this is not the first domino. Hopefully, this is like isolated incident because I want to see football. Yeah, I mean, luckily, I don't think any Vikings players tested positive. Right. They played the Titans last week, so that's at least good news to hear. They'll be playing their game against the Texans this week. Um, the only other piece of news that we're going to cover is one injury that's happened to a player tonight. Philip Lindsay. Was maybe going to play tonight, but he is going to be out. Um, Mel- this is good for Melvin Gordon owners. I think you can play him uh, in full because we saw week one. Lindsey c- came out, had the first few touches, and then got hurt, and Melvin Gordon became the undoubted starter. So I think that Melvin Gordon is definitely a good play tonight if you are thin at running back. Yeah. Um, we will go through the other injuries as we go through the games, but let's get into the matchups. First matchup, Colts at Bears. The Bears, I mean, the Colts are two and a half point favorites, 43 point over under. Let's start on the Colts side here. Jonathan Taylor didn't have a great game against the Jets. It was kind of an odd game script, even though the Colts won the game by 24, 25 points, something like that. The game, he, the Colts didn't touch the ball until the five minute mark of the first quarter because like the first play of the game was a pick yeah, six. Yeah, there are two pick sixes. So the Colts, I mean, the Colts offense honestly wasn't that great. I mean, they scored... 14 points on defense. Defense set up even more points than that. Uh, the Jets, as bad as they are, their defense is solid. Their rushing defense is solid. So it was kind of a trap game for Jonathan Taylor, who thankfully at least got a touchdown if you had him on your team. But I expect better things going forward for him. Yeah, and the Bears' defense is its not the best in the world, but it's definitely stout against the run. But I do think Taylor will find some success. I think he'll have the volume to find that success. Yeah. So he'll definitely be in my lineups. Um... I don't know if I can play any of these wide receivers for the Colts. Like, T.Y. Hilton. Absolutely. Uh, T.Y. Hilton's been awful. And until he shows me something, he won't be in any of my lineups. I don't have him anywhere. He wouldn't be in any of my lineups, though. Um, Mo Ali cox We talked about him a little bit. He, yeah. he scored a touchdown last week. Jack Doyle was back, but didn't get targeted on 32 snaps that he played. Can you trust either of these guys in this game? 
I mean, like, let's say you had Jonu Smith and you have to, like, find someone on waivers and Moelle Cox is the best option. Yeah, you can play him. I think most teams probably have a better guy than that. But Moelle Cox looks good. I mean, he's, he's catching passes, he's catching touchdowns, he's a big target. Um, Rivers seems to like him so far. So I think it's not the end of the world if you do. But I do expect Doyle to be more involved going forward. I don't expect him to get, like, zero targets on 32 snaps. So just asking for myself, because I was one of those people who who had Johnny Smith. Right now, I am um, moving to O.J. Howard with all the injuries for the Buccaneers and a depleted linebacking core for the Chargers. Do you like O.J. Howard or Mo Cox? Terrible question that I have to ask you, though. <laughs> I would lean towards Mo Cox just because it seems like the Buccaneers are trying to get Gronkowski more involved in the passing game. That's kind of been their, their like, philosophy for recently. And the Bears, as good as their defense is, all throughout last year and during this year, they've struggled against tight ends. Um, they're not great defending the middle of the field, and I expect Molly Cox to have a decent amount of success. And also, just I expect him to be on the field a lot. The Colts run a lot of two tight end sets, where him and Doyle are going to be on the field at the same time. So Doyle getting 32 snaps doesn't mean that Molly Cox is not getting snaps. They're, they're playing together, and I think Molly Cox should have a pretty good game against the Bears. Right. And then on the Bears' side, Tariq Cohen has a torn ACL. He's gone for the year. I really like David Montgomery. I think the Colts' defense has been very stout this year. We saw it last David, week against yeah, the Jets. Good. But I think David Montgomery is a pure volume play. He can get 25 touches if they're controlling this game. And the Bears can move to 4-0. Yeah. So, like, David... And I think that this offense will be better with Nick Foles, which will open up the game more for David Montgomery. So I think Montgomery is definitely in your lineup. Allen Robinson definitely in your lineup. I think you could play Anthony Miller in spots, too. He is going to get more quality targets with Nick Foles. It just opens his entire offense up. What do you think about the Bears' side? Yeah, I think you're right about Allen Robinson for sure. I mean, you're not playing Nick Foles, but like I think he's been a pretty good fantasy quarterback when he's healthy and when he's playing in his career. So, honestly, you can like stash him and just see what he looks like. Um, and for Anthony Miller, I don't know if I'd play him this week, but I definitely would add him if he's on waivers. Or maybe even trade for him as like a buy low guy because he hasn't been great in the past couple weeks. So, yeah, I don't think you're playing him, but things are looking up for the Bears' passing attack, which is good because it was not the case when Trubisky was there. Yeah. Um, moving on, Jaguars at Bengals. Bengals are three point favorites, forty eight and a half over under. I think there's some decent fantasy um, yeah, players in this real. game. Um, my start of the week, I will just go right into it. Joe Burrow. Ryan Fitzpatrick completely tore up this Jaguar secondary last week, and I think Burrow will do the same this week. He's looked very good, and, you know, the Bengals could be 3-0. and They were within three points. They were within a Randy Bullock missed field goal of going to overtime with the Chargers. And then last week, whatever that was, both teams, neither of them wanted to win the game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Burrow's looked great in his short career, and I think he gets his first win here and has a very good fantasy day. I think Joe Mixon might be uh, primed for a bounce back. I think we all are hoping for that. Many of us drafted him as a, as our first overall pick, our first round pick, yeah. I guess. Um, on the wide receiver front for the Bengals, Tyler Boyd is a must start at this point. He had yeah. 10 catches last week, seven the week before, and a touchdown. Yeah, Burrow likes him. Burrow loves him, and it's a, he's a PPR machine. Bur- Boyd is definitely in your lineups if you're in half PPR or PPR format for sure. Um are there any other pieces on this Bengals side? How do we feel about T. Higgins right now? T. Higgins was someone that made my waiver wire pickup list. 
I think what we saw last week was not a fluke. I think it was real. Now, you look at the stats and you see five catches, 40 yards, two touchdowns. And you, someone, everyone's like, ah, he's not going to get two touchdowns again. That's, that's fluky. Sure. But he also got nine targets. So when you have any receiver that's getting nine targets and like he's going to be more involved going forward. AJ Green is not like a long-term piece in this offense. The more snaps T. Higgins get, gets, the better he's going to get. So I'm not playing him yet. But especially when Joe Burrow is throwing 61, 44 passes a game, I want to own as many pieces of this passing attack as I can. Yeah. Um, on the Jaguars' side of the ball, uh, Gardner Minshew wasn't great last week. And this is Bengals defense has actually been decent in the secondary. William Jackson's been playing very well. So I don't know if Gardner Minshew is in your lineup like locked and loaded after what he did last week. I think you might have to wait on him. You probably have better options. DJ Char, questionable to play. I think he will make the game and show up for the Jaguars. But is he in your lineup? If he's not 100%, no way. If he's 100%, I think he gets William Jackson for a lot of the game. And I'm still a little bit concerned. So I might choose to play this game in DFS. Maybe target a lower-owned option like a, or a cheap option like LaVisca Chenault, maybe Keelan Cole, something like that. I, I don't trust any number one receiver going against William Jackson. This Bengals defense is not good, but William Jackson is a very, very good player, and he has a pretty long history of shutting down top receivers. So I wouldn't go there. And then James Robinson, absolutely in your lineups, 100%. He's been amazing. He's been involved in the passing game, getting almost all the running back snaps and carries. Yeah, you have to play him. With the way this Bengals defense tackles the running back, James Robinson could be a top five running back play this week. Absolutely. Yeah. He, he's going to get 30 touches, and Minshew really trusts him. It's it's really cool to see how they've moved on from Fournette to this very talented James Robinson. Yeah. Um, Browns at Cowboys. This is a huge over-under. The Cowboys are are uh, favored by four and a half, 56-point over-under. I mean, who do you not play? Where do you want to start for this side? Yeah, I mean... I don't think you're playing Baker Mayfield. Um, I think the Browns are going to be fairly run-heavy. But Hodel Beckham Jr. is my start of the week. And I know it's scary because he ha- he's been kind of inconsistent. He had, he had a touchdown last week, so everyone's feeling a little bit better about him. But this just, it's like partly stats and partly just a hunch. This feels like a game where he's just going to go off. Uh, this Cowboys secondary is bad. Very, very bad. I mean, they have Chido Bay, Wuzier, uh the safety Xavier Woods, I think, is their guy. I don't even know who their second corner is. Like, it's, it's pretty ugly in the Dallas secondary. Teams are torching them. Russell Wilson torched them. Matt Ryan torched them. Uh, Jared Goff was effective against them, too. I don't expect anything to change. I think Odell, is just, it's a mismatch every snap. They can't afford to double-team him because then Nick Chubb is going to destroy their bad rushing defense, too. So, it just it feels like a game where maybe he breaks like a 60-yard touchdown and just kind of has just a week-winning type game. So he's someone I love this week. Yeah, and then Jarvis Landry, I know I was on the side of dropping Jarvis Landry, but you can probably play Jarvis Landry if you kept if you held on to him. Yeah. It hasn't been pretty thus far, but there's going to be targets to go around, and I think if you are thin at wide receiver, maybe you had Deontay Johnson and you lost out on that because of the COVID um, stopping that game, you might have to play Landry. I don't think it's the worst play. On the Cowboys side, and the one thing I wanted to touch on, last thing about the Browns, Kareem Hunt missed practice again today, so he might not play in this game. Damian Hilliard, their practice squad running back, Don, was called up. Dontrell. 
Dontrell Hillier. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I, if Hunt misses this game, I think Chubb becomes a top five I, running I back player. I think he'd be RB one if Chubb or if Hunt is out. Well, Chubb, we've seen Chubb excel in the passing game before. Yeah. And it, he has a skill set to do it, and he will be he will get like all the touches for their offense. Stefanski will just feed him the ball. On the Cowboys side, does Denzel Ward match up against Gallup? Because we've seen teams put their wide their cornerback one on Gallup. Maybe. I don't think it's gonna be like a shadow type situation. I think Denzel Ward's gonna be kinda of all over the field, uh, guarding everyone. I don't I would guess he's on Cooper. Cooper's more of the speed guy and Ward's the fastest corner they have. You're probably gonna see a lot of greedy Williams on Michael Gallup. I don't really care. I think just the the sheer volume of passing that we're gonna see in this game from the Cowboys means I'm starting Cooper, I'm starting Gallup, I'm probably starting C D Lamb, and maybe your guy, your start of the week, Dalton Schultz. Right. My start of the week, Dalton Schultz. Like again, I had Blake Jarwin on multiple teams. And we I'm not gonna talk about this injury much more because we've already talked about it. But the targets are just going to the tight end position. And Schultz showed that he could finally catch a few passes. He had nine catches in week two, five last week. I think that Schultz is a good play this week uh, if you're lacking at tight end. I mean, we saw the tight end outlook last week. Anything can happen. Robert Tanyan was the number two tight end on the week. But I think Dalton Schultz has that volume where he could be a good play. And if he sneaks into the end zone on, like, a play-action pass, then you're going to be really happy with your outlook from Dalton Schultz. Um, Dak Prescott is definitely in your lineup. Zeke yep. Elliott. Let's move on from here. Saints at Lions. 54.5 over-under. Saints are favored by four. I kind of like the Lions as an upset pick here. Same. C- coming off of a good game. The Saints, I just don't see the Saints as a 1-3 team. But you don't have to. The Lions are a good squad. They got all their guys back. Jamie Collins, Jeff Okuda, Kenny Galladay back in the lineup. Um, I think for the Saints, I think Michael Thomas should play. If he is limited, are you, you're probably forced to play him if he's limited, right? Like if he's going to play but he doesn't play all the snaps or he's just like a decoy, you're still going to put him in your lineup. You can't sit Michael Thomas. Yeah. I have to play him in my league for sure. Yeah. And then... I'm completely out on Drew Brees. Even with this like high over under, I do not want to play Drew Brees any of my lineups. This the only Saint that I'm like really confident to start is Alvin Kamara. Um, the on the Lions side, even though it's a huge over under, like it, like the the Saints options are just not as strong. And if Michael Thomas plays, there's no way I play Emmanuel Sanders or Traquan Smith. No way. So on the on the Lions side, um, Marshawn Lattimore hasn't being like the lockdown corner that everyone expects him to be. He's given up stuff to Mike Evans already this year. And um, I think Kenny Galladay is going to have a great game again. He We thought he might be hampered by that hamstring, but he wasn't. He had five for 64 and a touchdown against the Cardinals, who are not a bad defense right now. Right. So I think that Kenny Galladay has a good game. Maybe Marvin Jones gets in the end zone and finally has a good game for you, probably on your bench at this point. Yeah. But he could be good. And then do you want to talk about anybody else on the Lions side? Yeah, I think you can start... A, Matthew Stafford, and then B, my start of the week, TJ Hawkinson. The Saints rank dead last. Dead last against tight ends so far this year. And it's a small sample size, it's only three weeks. But, like, they've been going against two. Week one was, like, O.J. Howard and Gronkowski. Week two it was, uh, I don't even remember who. Waller. Waller. Yeah, Waller did do well against them. And week three was Robert Tanyan. Like, they're not going against, like, George Kittle or Travis Kelsey. But they're still dead last against tight ends. 
So, mm-hmm. I Hawkinson's a great tight end, and he's going to see a lot of targets, I think, this week. It's a good matchup for him. And especially with, like, John Smith being out, a lot of tight ends being banged up, a lot of tough matchups. I think Hawkinson should be in lineups in most leagues. So, I love him this week. Moving on, I really like this game. Seahawks at Dolphins, 53.5 over-under. The, six point, the Seahawks are favored by 6.5. I think the reason why the line is at this mark is because they expect the Dolphins to score a garbage-time touchdown to bring it within one score. Yeah. And even though the Seahawks will control this game, the Dolphins will be competing. Right. It's going to be a shootout, complete shootout. Neither of these defenses have been as strong as we thought they would be. On the Dolphins' side, I really like Devontae Parker. He is my start of the week. He's been decent through the first three games, but he, they've had really tough matchups. They had to play Buffalo one week, and he was decent in that game. And he's also been battling a hamstring injury. He's now finally healthy, and I think this is the game where, Devon, where we see the Devontae Parker of last year. Um, I think you can play Preston Williams if you have to. And Mike Gesicki. I just think there's a lot of targets to go around in Miami. I think Miles Gaskin is a viable option, too. He got 22 carries and five catches last week. And if there's going to be some garbage time, he's probably going to get some catches as well. So just that volume, if you had Chris Carson and he doesn't play, maybe, then you might have to move to Miles Gaskin. I just think Miles Gaskin is not a bad flex play in this in this outlook. Yeah. Uh, a team's legit. I think Fitzpatrick's good. I like Parker. I like stacking them in DFS, too. They're a pretty cheap combo. And then for Seattle, you're playing everyone. Like, you're playing Russell Wilson, you're playing Tyler Lockett, you're playing DK Metcalf, you're playing Chris Carson if he plays. If Chris Carson doesn't play, you're playing Carlos Hyde. You're not playing a new tight end. But just those, those the core four in all lineups. And every week, doesn't matter the matchup. Yeah, and then um, Seahawks side, uh, obviously Russell Wilson. Uh, you mentioned DK Metcalf. Yeah. All right, so then we can just move on from there because you're not going to sit anybody on the Seahawks. Right. If Carlos Hyde, I mean, if Chris Carson does play, is he, like, definitely in your lineup? Yeah, you have to play him. Okay. Ravens at the Washington football team. The Ravens are 13-point favorites. It's a 45-and-a-half over-under. Not many points spotted to the Washington football team. Will and I both like the Washington football team, but not in this game. Yeah. Um, I think Lamar Jackson has a bounce-back week. He's been awful for you for the for the last two weeks. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if you can start... Anybody outside of... I mean, you're probably going to start Mark Andrews, but he has not been great. You probably have to start Mark Andrews. Yeah. But outside of Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews, who are you starting for the Ravens? I think... Marquise Brown is an option. Probably like a mid-tier flex play. Better teams are going to have more better guys to play than Marquise Brown. But he has upside. He can always break a really long game. But... It's one of those situations where, like, the past couple weeks, the volume has been there, the air yards have been there, and he's just not converting it. And while I think that's going to change, I don't necessarily want to bet on when that's going to happen. I want to kind of see it, like, see it before I start trusting it. So, it's a good matchup. This is a perfect spot for Brown to have a great game. But do I want to take that risk? I don't really know. It's something I have have to decide at some point. Yeah, I mean, I've been trying to take the risk on him for the past three weeks right. and just hoping it will pay off, and it just hasn't. On the Washington side, Terry McLaurin's probably on your lineup every week. Uh, he He's just a volume play, and he's... Except he had a questionable tag on the Fantasy app this morning, and I didn't see any report of why, yeah, but I, I think he'll be fine. Yeah. Um, 
Antonio Gibson looked really good last week. I think the Red, I mean, the Washington football team finally trusts him, except they were still handing the ball off in like second and 13 to Peyton Barber for negative three yard gains. It's just, it's confusing to me. And the other thing that I'm hoping for, because I do have some pieces for the, this Washington football team, is that the Ravens blow them out and then Dwayne Haskins loses his job. That would be great. If Alex Smith becomes a starter, I think it would be better for all my options on this team. There's nobody that I want to play outside of Terry McLaurin on this team this week. Um, moving on, Cardinals at Panthers, 51 point over under. Cardinals are three and a half point favorites. I think there's a lot of good pieces in this game. Kyler Murray. I think Kenyon Drake is going to be a bounce back. He's my start of the week at running back. I think he finally gets in the end zone. He's been, he's been decent at 18 carries for 75 yards last week. He hasn't been horrible and inefficient like Joe Mixon or someone else on the ground. He just can't find the end zone. I think he finds the end zone this week, and he has a big game. DeAndre Hopkins is obviously in your lineup. And that's basically it for the Cardinals. Andy Isabella had four catches and two touchdowns last week. Should we be looking at him? He's really fast. Looking at him, I'm not sure I'm ready to add him or like play him yet, but you can look at him. Panthers side, Mike Davis was great last week. He's going to be in your lineup again. Pure volume play. He's getting a lot of targets in that Christian McCaffrey-type role. The concern level we've talked about of DJ Moore is pretty high. And this Cardinals defense is not like it was last year. It's a decent defense. But DJ Moore is probably going to be in your lineup. It's going to be a high-scoring affair. And you just probably are still buying into your third-round pick. I also think you have to keep playing Robbie Anderson. He's the number eight wide receiver in fantasy right now. You just have to roll with the fire of Robbie Anderson. Yeah. Um, are there any other pieces on the Panthers' side that you can play outside of Davis, Anderson, and more? Well, okay, one thing that's confusing to me is the Lions only three and a half. And I think it's because the Cardinals lost to the Lions last week, but I actually like the Lions. And I think the Cardinals are going to win this game by more than three and a half, to be honest. And I think the Panthers should be in a pretty positive game script for their receivers. I think you're not playing like Bridgewater, but I think Anderson, he's been so good, you have to play him. DJ Moore, you drafted him as your wide receiver one or two, so you have to play him probably two. And Mike Davis, you also play him. And that's kind of about it, honestly. Yeah. All right. Um, well, moving on, Vikings at Texans, the battle of two 0-3 teams. But the over-under is 54.5, so we're not going to be short of any offense here, just short of some defense. Texans are favored by 4.5 points. Do you want to start on the Texans' side of the ball? Yeah, I, I think David Johnson's a fantastic play this week. He's my start of the week. And if he if the owner of David Johnson in your league is panicking, now is the perfect time to trade for him because I think this week is when he finally has a good game. He was decent in week one against the Chiefs. Then week two, struggled against the almighty Ravens. And then week three, struggled against the almighty Steelers. Like it, and fell into the end zone. You're right. Like, but 13 carries to 20, 23 yards and a touchdown, not good. And, right. But those are like, th- like three of the worst matchups you can have as a running back. And the Vikings, not a very good defense, not a very good rush defense. And I think this is the perfect spot for David Johnson to have a big bounce back game. Uh, he's cheap on DFS. I love him there as well on DraftKings. So he's someone that I just absolutely love this week. Will Fuller, you can play him too. Uh, this Viking secondary is not good. I'm not trusting Brandon Cooks or any other options. And I think finally, if you drafted Deshaun Watson, you can finally start him <laughs> with a little bit of confidence. 
it's been a long time coming, but Deshaun Watson's schedule looks really good these next few weeks. Minnesota, Jacksonville, Tennessee, and Green Bay before his bye week. Yeah. Um, Jordan Aikens in week two had seven catches for 55 yards. And week three was shut down by a very stout Steelers defense. But this Vikings pass defense doesn't guard anybody. Could you play any other options outside of Will Fuller? Maybe Jordan Aikens? In DFS, maybe in season long, I'd like to believe most teams have a better option than Jordan Aikens at tight end. But if you don't, he's got a decent chance to get a touchdown. Maybe he gets like three catches, 40 yards and a touchdown. That's kind of like what you're hoping for if you play him. So he's an option. Yeah. And then on the Vikings side, I think Adam Thielen is going to have a bounce back game. I think the breakout of Justin Jefferson makes Adam Thielen better as well. I think you can even play Justin Jefferson if you want to. Seven catches for 175 yards. That potential is there every week, and now that Kirk Cousins trusts him, this is a game where they're going to have to throw the ball. They're projected to lose, so they're going to be playing from behind. I think Jefferson and Thielen are both viable options. Obviously, Dalvin Cook's in your lineup, and let's move on because I'm not going to play Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Giants at Rams. The Rams are 13-point favorites. Yikes. It's a 48.5 over-under, spotting the Giants 7 points. I don't know. I didn't do the math there, but it's something like that. Um, starting on the Rams side of the ball, Will, how do you feel about Jared Goff? I've seen on ESPN Jared Goff's ownership is like thirty nine percent. It should be a hundred, and especially this week when he's going against the Giants, he's a top five quarterback play probably. Like, I think he probably gets three or four touchdowns. Probably gets like two hundred fifty to three hundred yards. I don't think he throws a pick. Giants aren't turning anyone over. Um, just just a fantastic matchup for him. The concern is maybe it blows out early and they run the ball a lot and he doesn't get the volume, but. Outside of that scenario, if it's relatively competitive and he's throwing the ball, I love Jared Goff this week. Started the week at quarterback. If, I mean, we know Akers not involved. I don't know if he's injured or not. I don't know what his deal is. Malcolm Brown injured as well, I believe. Daryl Henderson, you can play him. He got like 20 carries yeah. for like 118 last week. So, yeah, yeah play Daryl Henderson, especially in a positive game script like this. He's a great option. And then you're playing Cooper Cup, playing Robert Woods. Sure. Tyler Higby as well, I think, is a good play in this game. Tyler Higby is similar to Mark Andrews, where you might be disappointed if he doesn't catch a touchdown, but I think you're just going to have to roll with him in this game. It's going to be a good game script, and there will be multiple ch- touchdowns scored by the Rams with this, uh, with the points that they're being spotted. So uh, Tyler Higby might be able to get a few of those touchdowns. On the Giants side, there's no nobody I want to play. I'd like to issue a formal apology for having Daniel Jones as my start of the week last week. Um... I just I assume that with the banged up Niners defense, they had to throw the ball a lot. They were just awful against against the, like a really banged up team. This Rams defense, they're not banged up right now. There's yeah, Jalen Ramsey, you got Aaron Donald. I think they just wrecked the game. I'm there's Daniel Jones is probably not even a top thirty quarterback play. <laughs> All right, Patriots at Chiefs. This is gonna be a good one. Fifty three point over under. Chiefs are six and a half point favorites. You're playing Patrick Mahomes, obviously. Did you hear that like little stint that uh, um, Steve Levy Levy did on like Patrick Mahomes' father not allowing the announcers to call him Patrick? It was his mother, actually. His mother, my bad. His mother tweeted like, in the middle of the game saying, "They why they call my baby Patrick or, or Pat?" Yeah, and, it, it was it was kind of weird. It was funny. Anyways, um, Clyde Edwards-Lair is also a good play. And also, I kind of had an issue with the way Steve Levy was saying Clyde Edwards-Lair. He's like, Clyde Edwards-Elair. It was like kind of pissing the, the, the H is silent. It is silent. It is silent. He said it correctly. All right. 
Okay, then. I'm sorry, Steve Levy. I'm not supposed to be roasting you right now. <laughs> Moving on. Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, also in your lineup. Miko Hardman. Ooh. Four catches for 81 yards and a touchdown last that week. Lo- that long touchdown, he burned him. I kind of said there was a potential for a breakout for Miko Hard- Hardman with Sammy Watkins potentially missing the game. Watkins played and had seven <laughs> catches, but Hardman was still good. Yeah. Can you play both Hardman and Watkins? This Patriots team, they usually don't give up big plays. But they have been. And they did to DK Metcalf. Now, Hardman is not DK Metcalf. No one's saying that. I don't want to play Michael Hardman this week. But, like, maybe? It's so boomer bust. Yeah, very boomer bust. I think most teams have more reliable options. But if you kind of need that upside, um, shoot for the stars, put them in your flex. Not the end of the world. Yeah, and then just some news. Damian Harris has returned to practice for the Patriots. I don't know if he's supposed to play this week, but he's off the IR. Just keep an eye on him. Rex Burkett has looked great. Sonny Michelle looked great last week somehow. But it's a murky backfield. Damian Harris might just make it more murky. I think you can play Rex Burkhead because how can you sit him after he scored three touchdowns? He had seven catches. I think this is going to be a game where they're going to have to throw the ball. Is James, I think Cam- is James White back? I don't even know. Oh, you're right. James White is back from his yeah, from so mourning his father's death. I don't trust death. any of these guys. You have James White. You have Rex Burkhead. You have Sonny Michelle. You have Damian Harris. You have J.J. Taylor. Although he's probably yeah, I don't think Damian Harris squad. is going to be active. I'm just saying he's back at practice. Yeah, they might move uh, Taylor back to the practice squad if James White plays. But there are like five options right now in this backfield. And until we get some clarity, I'd rather avoid it. Right. All right. And then Cam is good play this week, even yep. though he was... He was bad last week. Uh, it was a weird game against the Raiders. Yeah. Um, Edelman was awful last week. But can you you have to play him in this game, yeah. right? I feel like this is the game where Edelman would do well. Outside of Edelman, though, are you trusting any of these wide receivers on the Patriots? No. No way. All right, moving on then. Bucks at Chargers. Bucks are seven-point favorites. Charger, or 43.5 point over under. Not a lot of points being spotted to the Chargers. Justin Herbert looked a little rattled after his good week against the um, Chiefs, but Austin Eckler is a must start. Eleven catches. He Austin Eckler has sixteen catches on the er sixteen catches on the year and sixteen targets on the year. Yeah. He is so good. He's so good. My start of the week last week in your lineups again. There's no way you can bench Austin Eckler. I'm kind of off Josh Kelly this week. Yeah. Just because the Bucks run defense is pretty good. But Austin Eckler is game script proof, and he must be in your lineup. Keenan Allen seems like kind of a, a trap play this week. Coming off 19 targets, you probably can't bench him because he just had 19 targets. But Carlton Davis has looked like a good cornerback through the first few weeks. How do you feel about Keenan Allen in this game? This game screams like a low-scoring, just kind of grinded-out game. I don't think either offense is going to have that much success. Um Chris Godwin's out for the Tampa side. So Scotty Miller, too. Miller's out? Yeah. He missed practice again today. So who's the wide receiver, two now? Justin Watson. Oof. Okay. Well, maybe that means you're probably definitely playing Mike Evans. Um, you're you're not, definitely not playing Tom Brady. You're probably playing Fournette. I don't even know what that backfield is. Fournette's out, too. Fournette's out. Fournette missed practice today. Ronald Jones is not a terrible play. No, you can play Ronald Jones. Uh, yeah. I'm... This Bucks by seven line, I'm pretty sure the Bucks are gonna win this game, but as a touchdown favorite, I don't know if I like that. I think this is gonna be a pretty low scoring game, maybe within four or five points. Maybe Justin Herbert turns it over late, loses the game. I don't 
it. I don't really want to play anyone in this game if I have to, besides the obvious plays like Eckler, Mike Evans, maybe Ronald Jones. But otherwise, kind of, kind of a stay away. I think you're playing Hunter Henry too. He's been very consistent through three weeks. has has five plus catches in every game, over fifty yards in every game. I think Hunter Henry's in your lineup. Bills at Raiders. 53-point over-under. Bills are three-point favorites. I like the Raiders in this one. I think the Raiders and the Bills' undefeated season. I think this is going to be a pretty high-scoring game. The Bills' defense... Like, the Bills are always this, like, ground-and-pound, like, defense mentality team. This year, it's let Josh Allen cook. (laughs) And I think this is going to be a pretty high-scoring game. Um, I think you can play Stephon Diggs. John Brown is questionable to play, but if he plays, I think you're fine playing him. Um, Zach Moss is back. So it makes the running back room a little bit more murky, but I think you can still play Devin Singletary. And obviously you're playing Josh Allen. On the Raiders' side of the ball, um, we're not starting Derek Carr, but the options are kind of uh, minuscule for the Raiders. You're starting Jacobs, you're starting Waller. Henry Ruggs is going to miss this game. How do we feel about Hunter Renfro? I don't want to. I don't want Like He had a good week last week. He had a good week. You, ha- you have to have better options than Hunter Renfro. Um, this Bills secondary is good. They're most vulnerable uh, from the middle of the field. So if Renfro's in the slot, there's some potential. I think Waller has a massive game, though. He might get 15 targets. This Bills defense, as great as they are, they give up a lot over the middle. Um, they don't give up deep plays. Like all the, A lot of like short crossing outs is what they, they kind of give up and let teams have. That's Derek Carr and Waller's bread and butter. Um, Waller might have like ten catches for eighty yards. He might just get like eight yards a catch. Like he's just gonna mm-hmm. be so heavily targeted. This is a, a fantastic matchup against him. Um, he would have been a start of the week, but I thought it was a little bit too obvious for having a guy like Waller as a start of the week. Because if you have him, you're obviously starting him. So I'm talking and said, but love him. Love Jacobs too. The Bills defense not great against the run. This Raiders offensive line just a bunch of beefy boys. Yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, Eagles at 49ers. 49ers are seven-point favorites, 46-point over-under. Moster and McKinnon both supposed to play. Um, Tevin Coleman's still out, and Jeff Wilson Jr. will be the third running back. I think you can play – I don't think you can st- uh, bench Moster after those first two weeks. This is a good Eagles run defense, but Moster's just very talented. He just, he just can break off a run on any play. He's very fast, too. McKinnon had some rib injury earlier this week, but he will play, and I think he can be in your lineup too. George Kittle is going to have 67 fantasy points this week. This is the worst defense against tight ends in the league right now with Jalen Mills manning the middle of the field, and their best linebacker is like Nathan Jerry. Gary. Gary, my bad. I can't even remember his name. But yeah, George Kittle will go off. I don't think you're playing any of the receivers. Debo Samuel set to make his debut. On the Eagles' side, outside of Zach Ertz, can you start anybody? Miles Sanders. Yeah, Miles Sanders. Oh, Miles Sanders. My, my bad. I forgot about Miles Sanders. But, but Otherwise, no. Greg Ward was a decent sleeper, but I don't think you can play him against the 49ers. The Eagles are about to go through the gauntlet. The Eagles play the Niners, the Ravens, and the Steelers in the next three weeks. Yeah. I mean, their season, honestly, it's, it's kind of done. Like, they, they could not afford to go through the first few weeks without a win against the Bengals and the Washington football team. Like, yeah. that's just... it's. You can't do that if you're if you want to be a playoff team. You you have to win those games, so things are not looking bright for them. Yeah, moving on. Monday night game, last game of the week. Falcons at Packers. Shootout. This is this is the highest over under of the year. 
The Falcons are 0-3. The Packers are 3-0. 56-and-a-half over-under. Packers are seven-point favorites. On the Packers' side, Devonta Adams is going to play. He's in your lineup. Alan Lazard is in your lineup. He's gonna. He has the chance to have a huge game against the Falcons' defense, where everybody has a huge game against. I think you can play Marquez Valdez-Scantling, even though he had one catch. He was on the field for basically every snap last week. Yeah. Um, you don't think so? You can play Valdez-Scantling. I wouldn't play him personally. Um, yeah. I don't really like playing third options, but if you're gonna play a third option, this is the time to do it. What about Robert Tanyan? I have to play him in one of my leagues. I have to play him. Uh, John Smith, like kind of a late scratch this week, didn't wasn't able to get a good tight end on waivers. It was like him or Dan Dan Arnold, so I picked the guy in the higher scoring matchup. But would you play Tanyan or OJ Howard? Oh, Tanyan. Tanyan. It's, it, it's. I think Tanyan has a better chance to score a touchdown. And when I'm like trying to find just a, a random tight end to scrunch up in my team, I want a guy that, that can score a touchdown. I think it's Tanyan this week. Do um, I trust Tanyan? Wow. I'm gonna have to convince my co-owner to go with me on that one. Yeah, but the um, the Rogers, the, the over under says that Tanya will have a good game, or says that there's touchdowns to be had in this right, game. Right, exactly, and that's kind of what yeah. I'm shooting for. Yeah. All right. Um, Aaron Jones obviously in your lineup on the Falcon side. Calvin Ridley's gonna have a huge game. Julio Jones is gonna be a game time decision, and it's the Monday night game. So unless you have Russell Gage on your team, it's going to be tough for you just to be feel safe going in with Julio Jones. He should be in your flex spot. Right. So you can so you can change him in with a running back. But like if he's like how do you feel about Julio Jones? Are you nervous? Yeah, I'm a little nervous. I my inkling is that he will play. Um hopefully on your bench you maybe have like uh Lazard or Marquez Valdez scaling or just like a, a decent money night option that you can kind of slot in there. Maybe you pick up Russell Gage if he's available. Um, I think there are pretty good substitutes on Monday night that you can put in if you have them. If you don't, I'd be a little scared, but I, I have a feeling he plays. Yeah, and then Matt Ryan will have a great week as well. Last thing I want to talk about, the running backs. Brian Hill looked like he was definitely going to have a spot in this um, offense after he had nine carries and like five targets last week. He dropped a pass that would have won them the game on that third down and five, but I still think that they will give him a lot of touches. I don't think you can play Gurley. I think this is going to be just a pass-heavy game, yeah. and it's just the passing options for the Falcons. But I think that's it for the show today, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. I hope you can win your week four matchups.